The following podcast may contain adult themes and strong language, like Piss Wizard and Knob Jockey. They were old friends called Max and Mitch, and they didn't know what to do. So they pushed themselves to understand another human's point of view. The fear of growing gray and old with walking sticks and dentures. As emboldened them to take the horns of life's curious adventures They vow to pass no judgment, they seek no greater claim They just want to find the common thread that proves we're all the same Now pay attention motherfuckers, if you follow them down this road You might hear things unconventional and not quite Alamo Be sure your hearts are open and your minds are Ah, fuck this Can we just start the show? How much are you paying me for this? So, here we are, episode two We made it <laughs> Max? <laughs> my, my <mind's> got, <laughs> I am here, I just, I just My mind just completely stopped working That was really weird, I thought he'd, I thought he'd blacked out for a moment there You okay? Oh, yeah, I'm good Hello everyone Hello Sorry. I am, I'm present Good, you're present and incorrect. Um, how are you feeling, mate? How you been? I'm feeling good. Have you had a nice few weeks off? Yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely. All good. I hope you guys at home are, are well. Yes, still alive, still listening. Not a, not my home. <laughs> well, actually, I hope family, if you're listening, I hope you're well. Fans banging down the door. And the fans, obviously, if you're at my home. Stay there. Mitch will be back soon. I'll be back for signing. <laughs> um, so, exciting news. I, I After the jealousy of episode one, I've grown a beard. Um, there's, no way, there's no way of proving this because it's an audio thing. I've got a really thick, bushy beard and All I feel lies. like a man again. Oh, All lies. No, I'm, I'm even... And, you know, I've bulked up. So, <laughs> so All uh, mistruths. I am still smooth as a baby's bum. And I'm still um, an Anglo-Saxon warrior. True enough. I haven't escaped from the mentality of last, last You're episode. You're still, so still there. Orm's God till you die. He's got a tattoo and everything on his forehead. I went back to live there. You did? I you just, just got come back. back. <laughs> just come back. It's a long walk because you denounced all modern technology. Yeah. Um, smooth as a baby's bum. That's what I am. I've never actually, just to say, never tested that. I'm not... I've not, been, I've not been about doing some smoothness testing, <laughs> just because that's illegal. I hope not. Um, well, I suppose unless it's your baby, but even then... It's your baby. Have you? Uh, do you have a child? Probably. Well, we'll find out in episode four. <laughs> episode four, where <laughs> we do the paternity test. Episode episode four is sounding quite... Um, episode four has got a lot of hype. F- well, now. you should be scared. There's a lot of stuff going down in episode four oh, already. Don't, don't. Okay. So we should we crack on with what we're up to today? Are you ready to just launch in? Yeah. All right. Well, I've prepared in in the spirit of episode one mm. a little kind of pre warning slash reveal statement preamble. Can I just say at this point that I have been scared about this moment for for literally months. <laughs> okay. Well, I I feel like I've e- I'm easing you in. I'm taking it lightly on you. Okay. Let's just get get it. It's like it's like waxing. Just do it quickly, and as it's over and done with. I'm looking at you now. I know that you've <laughs> never been waxed. <laughs> Well, (laughs) not anywhere visible. Okay, here we go. Max, on our first adventure, we looked into the past. Okay. Today, we cast our eyes on the future. 
your future. Not only that, but we will transcend our physical plane and make contact with the spirit world. Oh my god. I'm taking you to Destiny Rising, a new age centre and mystical bazaar in Battlers Green, Hertfordshire. Ooh. You will receive a full psychic <gasps> reading and we'll also explore different yes. types of spiritual healing. They'll poke around your aura and diddle with your chakras. <laughs> now, knowing that you are pretty much a complete non-believer in anything remotely spiritual, paranormal, this makes me very excited for taking you on the adventure and opening your mind and your mind's eye. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ooh. I have never, ever had anything like that. Okay. I've never, never done anything like that at all. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm surprisingly spiritual. I'm a great believer in all these things. Okay. Like energies, man. Mm. Well, in the spirit of the podcast, I should be entirely open. You you will have to be. I will ha- yeah, I have to be. Also, so, so wait, wait. So what what is going to happen to me? So you're going to you're going to meet this chap, and he's fully psychic. Okay. Like, he speaks with ghosts and that. Okay. All the time, like we're talking Whoopi Goldberg in the film Ghost. Haven't seen it. <laughs> See, that's how much of a non-believer you are. I won't. I'll, I'll watch nothing that involves the word ghost or anything like that. <laughs> it's a red line. Casper, Casper, the friendly stranger to Max. Casper, the friendly child who I will not indulge. <laughs> <laughs> Never do. Um, so yeah, you're going to have a full psychic reading. They'll connect with whichever spirits wow, want to okay. come through and and communicate with you. Uh, but Bloody also, hell. they'll talk like in a wider sense. They'll talk about where your life's at at the moment and what direction it's moving in. It's going to blow your mind. The stuff that they know about you. I have to say that actually, that might be really useful. <laughs> I feel like you're at a time in your life, Max, where you're going to need this. That's because you came into my flat and I was lying naked on the floor and crying, <laughs> covered in soggy Cheerios. <laughs> it was a bad day, but this is a good day now. We're this is this. it. We're turning it around. Also, um, we've been promised uh, a little taster of other spiritual healing techniques. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but this place is it's uh, it's kind of. A little bit um, kind of spooky. It's a little bit kind of like... Uh, Cobwebs everywhere. No, it's not. No, it's actually not. It's kind of... But there's a real... Um, there's a really nice energy in the place, man. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm I'm all cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. You should be. And um, and actually, the, the people seem to be doing some really great things for the community. So... Great. Should well, we get along there? Should we just go there and then... Let's just we'll go. find out for ourselves. They they already know we're coming. Right. Because I've booked it. You booked it. But <laughs> they knew before I even booked it. They it, were like, we've been expecting your call. They picked up the phone and they were like, Mitchell? Exactly. <laughs> Whoa. No, it wasn't quite like that. Don't deride it, mate. Sorry. Sorry. Let's get there. Let's see. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Here right. we are. Here we are. Battler's Green Farm in Radlett, Hertfordshire. Don't know where that is. But now we're here. Well, it's where we are, right here. Um, that was an alright drive, wasn't it? It was lovely. Nice little journey. Lovely little car. You How got. you feeling, mate? Um, I'm feeling it's a strange mix of excitement and trepidation. I can feel your your fear. I've gone very uh, I've gone very thinky. Thinky. Thinky, yeah. Yeah. Just a bit like I want to be. I want to make sure I'm just cl- like you know clear mind for this. Yeah. Are you feeling open-minded? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Sceptical? Well, I'm always feeling sceptical. Mm. But, um, you know, I've never met him. He's never met me. Exactly. We'll just see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what are you hoping? Have you got any hopes? 
for this. We know your fears now. Have you got any hopes to go he with says, those fears? That he says that podcasts are going to be really successful. <laughs> That's, that, yeah, horribly conceited. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, really. I don't, I don't want there to be any bad news. Imagine. Oh, God. Imagine he's like, you're, you've wasted a Sunday coming here because you've only got a couple of these left. <laughs> not that lump you should have gone and got that checked no don't it might do what this lump <laughs> he's got his bollocks out in my car he's not a dogging spot <laughs> oh okay no Battler's Green may well be a dogging spot I don't know episode 4 it feels like this would be a perfect dogging spot that's not what we're here for <laughs> no it's a lovely little spot here though there's a there's a fishmongers and a butchers and it's all very villagey yeah it's like a, a villagey retail site it's charming yeah. um, should we go in then should we go in and meet these people and, and get you yeah, I need a nervous wee. <laughs> Let's go. I'm still a little bit scared, so the nervous wee didn't really help that much. No, you're not feeling not feeling fully relieved of your no, anxiety. Not, not fully relieved at all. All right, okay. Who am I meeting? Right, so we're we're, we're both going to meet Dana, who runs Dana, Destiny okay. Rising. Mm. Uh, it's her shop, okay. and um, but you will have a tarot reading okay. from Eamon. Right. Uh, and then after that, you will have um, a mediumship session with Darren. Okay. So he'll be contacting, like, spirits. Okay, hopefully. 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 And also you'll have a Reiki session from Joe. Oh, so That's just a little treat for you, mate. Ooh. Spoilt rotten. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you going to be doing? Uh, I'm going to be downstairs with Dana. I'll have a quick chat with her and uh, and we'll keep her voices down while you're getting rakeyed up. Ooh, can't wait. <laughs> right, this is cool. it. All right, here we are. Let's do it. Talk to me. Tell me how long Destiny Rising has been open. Destiny Rising will have been here 20 years next June. This is a new age shop, right? Is that it how it's... It's, it's... Yeah, it's considered a new age shop or a holistic shop. Okay. Which is an umbrella for all things, I suppose, healing and getting on a sort of a spiritual pathway. So new age, that for me feels like new now and I know that people listening will think this is new but for 20 years that's yeah. it's not actually new for well, you no it's not new <laughs> for me it's kind of an umbrella that people use to explain all the elements of holistic which is I suppose all different modules of healing um, and it again really it's not new it's ancient yeah everything that's done the healing that comes from the east is ancient as are a lot of the practices that people need to get their tools and their treasures to do with them, whatever it is they're doing it might be paganism it might be buddhism they're all ancient. So 20 years, how has, uh, how has it changed? We are much more accepted. When I first opened here, people thought I was batty. I ignored it for the longest time, and in the end I had to take notice because the dream didn't go away. As batty An actual as that dream. Sounds. An actual yeah, dream. Yeah. I had a new age shop. I was an estate agent. I came up to the farm one day, saw this little shop, and thought, oh my God, I'd make a lovely kind of crystal shop. And so I just, I just did it. I just decided to do it, leave my, my job and just open this up on a shoestring and do it. And it's just really developed over all that time. And what seems to be the most popular? Some people just really feel that they want to develop their healing. So they'll just come and want to do Reiki. Some people are really into the tarot cards and they, they feel a natural pull towards helping people in that way. So they'll come and learn tarot. And then often they'll go off into mediumship as well, sort of connect with the spirit world as well. Right. But sometimes you give them they just want to do everything. So they'll yeah. do sort of everything. So you see some regular faces oh, across all different types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does strike me that there's a definite community 
this is like a community. Even though this space is not huge, um, we have got people who have been coming in here for 20 years. And indeed, some of the people that work here have been here 20 years. And sometimes you'll, people will come in here a bit lost with problems in their lives, and they'll find something that feels right to them. Because sometimes if, you, if you're, you're entering this kind of world, you feel isolated. Or like you're, you're a bit mad or a bit strange. Right. So people meet, have a meet-up here as well. And they feel comfortable. And um, so they keep coming back. Have you had a reading before? No, I've never had a reading before. Okay, of, of, any, well, of any kind. Well, hopefully what should happen is, is, well, for one, I read the cards, obviously. Yeah. I'm also a psychic, um, which means I'll connect into your everyday world. And it's not, like Darren Brown says, um, mind reading. It's mm. I just connect into your energy. I'm an evidential medium, which means that if I do get ancestral spirit, I should give you information that backs that up. You know, like if I say, I won't just say to you, I've got a woman here, you know, that is your grandmother and expect you to go, oh yeah, I did have one of those. It's, I should give you information about her or, you know, how she passed or, do you know what I mean? Okay. To substantiate that it's, um, it's her. Now with your left hand, divide them into three, and choose a pile. There's also kind of a wider community for this, for spiritual healing and yeah. for... Because I know there's a big event that goes on, I think it's actually just moved from Olympia. Right. It was at Ali Pali this year. So mind, that body, body, spirit. That's yeah, the one, yeah, yeah. That mind, body, spirit. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. going on for years. Now. Yeah, yeah, have you been along to that? Yes, I used to, actually I used to sell my wares at the one in, um, I think it was Manchester. But that's obviously, that's a huge coming together of all of, yeah. I suppose, these kind of shops. It's it's much more mainstream than people realise now. Before, it was kind of it was a kind of a hippie community that indulged in all of this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But now, it's, you know, we've got accountants, people that work in banks, um, from a really broad spectrum um, out there that come here to learn, to develop. Some of them keep it quiet in their business world. Mm-hmm. They do. Others are just sort of really out there with it and they don't yeah. care. Yeah. But we do have editors of magazines come and have readings, celebrities come here. There's a few of them on my yes. website if you want to have a look. Okay, yeah, yeah. What's your website? <laughs> uh, it's destinyrising.co.uk. Nice and easy to remember. I would say that this is about work, um, you know, initially. It doesn't mean to be all about work, but initially. Because it's, it's almost like you've served the apprenticeship. Now it's time, you know, to, to put it into practice. And certainly between the end of the year and next summer, you know, things should be coming to to fruition because you've got all the ingredients. I feel the last four years have been like stumbling in the dark. Do you know what I mean? I might, will I, won't I, I can't. And this is about now realising that you have all the ingredients. Um, do you travel with your work? Yes, when it happens, yeah. Because I feel that there could be something to do with New York where your work is concerned. Certainly there's a trip to New York here because there's um, travel, but I feel it has purpose, mm. you know, rather than going to New York for pleasure. Mm. Do, you, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And, and I feel somewhere between now and the spring. Definitely I feel next year rather than now. But it's also now about owning your craft. Do you know what I mean? I mean... I have a theory that people that are good at what they do suffer with doubt. But the doubt should be motivational rather than stopping you. It's about saying it's time to stop being the apprentice. Yeah, you know, between 
again, as I said now, well, it's it's showing me, you know, from the beginning of the new year, especially um, in, towards the 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 spring summer, it is about bringing things to fruition. Also, destiny will put you in the right place. Be careful about any contracts you might be signing because it's it's not going to be devastating that it can't be rectified but why have the hassle do you know what I mean um, because I'm looking at legal debate or, or legal threats at, at the very least possibly to do with around a contract that would mm. say to me around February when I was an estate agent, I'm going back obviously the 20 years, I didn't, I, I earned more than I could ever earn doing this 20 years ago. I still don't know what I earned then. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was for the love of it, it was to get out of the rat race. And connect to something that was a bit more... Yeah. I, I, felt, I, I felt I was all at sea. I mean, you know, I had a bout of depression and that was one of the reasons why I picked up a, a Louise Hay book or somebody handed it to me. And from there, I kind of sought out people that were in that kind of world and... I don't know where the dream came from, it came, and it really just did open up a door for me. And, it, and me being here, you know, it's opened a door for loads of people throughout the years, in so many ways. So you hear some success stories from the people that oh, come through? hundreds, Mitch, hundreds. Whether people have picked up a crystal and it's helped them, whether they've, they've read books and it's put them on a, on a different footing, whether they've stood in the shop and talked to another customer, um, shop friend as I like to call them, or to us who've been through all sorts of things ourselves. I often think that people that are in this world have been through something themselves. So they have empathy and compassion for other people. I think that's the key. Mm. I do think that's the key in a lot, of, a lot of cases. Not everybody, but quite a few people that come in here. They find like-mindedness, like-heartedness, I call it. This is almost like you're, you've been on a, an emotional roller coaster. You are temperamental. In, in looking at this. And I don't mean temperamental as, you know, being a, a diva kind of thing, but you're temperamental in your mood swings. You're, you know, you could be up today and as happy as Larry and tomorrow you could be thinking I'm going to blow the world up myself as well. You need to find balance with that for yourself. It's nothing to do with your work because when you're working, you don't, it's your alter ego. But when you're being yourself in everyday life, it seems to cause problems for you. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because people never know how to take you. Even people that care about you deeply um, think, I wonder what the weather's going to be like today. Do you know what I mean? You can't go through your life like that. That's unfair. Forget about other people. That's very unfair to yourself. You are passionate about things. You know, if you get a bee in your bonnet, you know, if you decide to, you know, like you'd have made a perfect suffragette. Because if you're passionate about it, you would have, I can't remember her name, but you would have thrown yourself under a horse at the derby mm. to prove your point. But you don't have to be that extreme. You can articulate how you're feeling or how you're feeling about something without going ex all extreme about it. But you're very intuitive and, and sometimes that's what makes you nervous or, if you like, gives you an emotional twitch because you're connecting to something but you're not quite sure whether it's you or whether it's them. But also you have to say what you want to say. It's not to undermine your, your opinion or your statements or, or even your talent, but it's you don't project it in a, in a strong enough way. Do you know what I mean? 
Some people are lucky the light shines on them, but some people have to turn the light on them. If you want to be out there and known for what you do, well, then you have to throw that hat in the ring. Max was nervous about coming in today for his psychic reading, and he said, do you get nervous for reading? And I said, I'm always nervous. Everybody does. Everyone does. They don't know what they're going to hear. It's the unknown, especially if you've never had one as well. I think there's something nerve-wracking about making a deep human connection, because we don't really achieve that on a day-to-day -day these days. No, most people don't. And I think um, when people come here and they have a reading with somebody they don't know, so that person's completely unbiased when they go up those stairs as to what their problems are, what their secrets are, they can spill it. And somebody's going to sit there completely non-judgmental and accept what they say without judging. And, you know, there's lots of different things going on in people's lives that cause them so much stress. I mean, there's a lot of examples I could give you. I mean, like, people having affairs, not happy at home, yeah. being bullied, even, even in the workplace. Lots of things go on. And they can't talk about it. And they yeah. come here and they do talk about it. Because I think, well, to be one of our readers, um, they need to have to be able to connect with people after they've told them something or, th or they've opened up something. I mean, that's opening up somebody's heart, you know, sometimes a can of worms. Got to be able to quell and soothe them. And they are like counsellors. Look, they've got no letters after their names. Right, so a couple of them might have. Mm. But they, on a human level, can reach out and, and, and connect. Where work is concerned, there's there's an element of of certainty. Your ship is about to come in because you've you know everything, if you like, that you've cast out, you're now going to reap the rewards of it. But where you seem to really have issue, if you like, is in your personal relationships. Relationships are like whether they're friendships or romantic relationships, but any kind of relationship. It's like a garden. They have to be tended all the time. Do you know what I mean? You have you have a lot of doubt about relationships or whether you're ever going to have a proper relationship. And that's not true. That's you not making up your mind. Do you know what I mean? If you want a relationship, you will attract the relationship that you want. And also you have huge issues, not just in relationships, you know, like uh, romantic relationships or personal relationships. Well, every relationship is personal. But friendships, you have huge issues of trust. Why? Trust is, again, it's like a plant in a garden. But the greatest thing, two things that we can give anyone, whether it's a friend, whether it's family, whether it's our partner, is our time and our love. To me, looking at this, I would say you're lying to yourself. And you've been like that since you were a kid. It's almost like you've been, you were born with that mistrust. It's almost like you feel that human beings constantly disappoint you, which is almost at a point of a contempt. Well, if you have contempt for other human beings, you're having contempt for yourself. So many people, they write, they say, oh, can I write a testimonial? So I said, we don't need one. Apart from the, the book that I, of course, I mentioned to you that I Yes, yeah, yeah, together. tell me more about this book. Well, again, it's just really because we hear so many beautiful stories from all the customers about how either their journey has changed their life when they find a, sort of a spiritual pathway, um, or they have been touched by something unseen. For instance, they might have had a dream about an angel. They might have felt um, a presence by spirit. They might have had a reading here, they might have talked to somebody here and it's altered the way that they're feeling. And I just think a whole book of stories like that that are real from real people, rather than written by one author, would just be a fabulous thing.
because it helps people when they're feeling they're in a, in a very dark place to think, oh my God, that person found light at the end of the tunnel, doing this or that or the other. And it, it, it inspires people to try. It inspires people to be a little bit more open because everyone's rushing around. The world is quite frenetic. The news is just awful. And we just say to them, don't listen to the news, don't listen, don't read the newspapers, because we don't. Because yeah. we know bad things are going on out there. We know bad stuff's happening. Let's just send, let's try, as strange as it sounds, let's try and energetically send out good thoughts and love to the planet, to a situation. I know sometimes the groups get together and that's all they do. They'll sit and send out energy, because everything is energy. So what makes people think that we're not sending out intention that's purposeful? Now... What would you like to ask me or what would you like to look at? Does any of what I said make sense? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in, we're connecting then. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, sometimes we don't and, and I pretty much know it when I sit down. Mm. What, what do you normally do with people apart from, is it all card-based or is, do you no, sort of I, you, you see, I, even though I'm using the cards, I'm, mm. I'm looking at what uh, I connect to the person's energy as well. Mm. You know, like there was nothing in the cards about your mistrust in relationships. I was told that. Is it to do with an energy or...? It's like to a... do with spirit. I'm one of these people, I don't know my guides. People will tell you they have Red Indians and they have Chinese emperors. I don't know where all the prostitutes went because they never seem to come back as guides. I love what I do and, and I love connecting to it. A medium, if you like, that I admire you know i've never met him in and he is in spirit now himself but he demonstrated in the albert hall i'd love to demonstrate mm. to a full house in the albert hall not even for the money and i sincerely mean that mm. but for the energy mm. he, but he did it when he was nine mm. <laughs> that's not going to happen to me unless i come back in another life and you have that kind of ambition but you're under stating it it's false modesty Mm. It's you, you also, um, your heart, you know, because I can see it, is closed. And you think someone's going to fight that. People aren't going to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's on a, you know, on a, as I said, your, your work and where you want to go with it seems to be intact. It's your personal life mm. isn't intact. The likelihood of you waking up one morning with an Oscar, as an example, or a BAFTA on the hit post is very high but the likelihood of you having someone to share it with is very low i think you're very manipulative in, really yes in the sense of you have manipulated yourself into the idea that you're happy in your own company and i think quite often you are i think you're quite an independent person but i think where you're kidding yourself and and manipulating yourself is is that you're you want someone to share it with you know, and, and an Oscar or a BAFTA or an award as the best playwright, because I think you'll write as well, won't make your bed warm at night. And mm. all that money in the bank won't make you warm either. Rightly or wrongly, I'm being told it comes from your mother. This, this quality? I'm say that your father is the happiest of chaps, but he's not as mistrusting as your mother. <laughs> There's been you know, a stigma attached to all of this for too long. Sadly, whenever the media do um, anything in the media about holistic or new age, it's always made a mockery of. I say if I won the lottery, I'd do this, but I'd do it for nothing because I love it. Mm. Is it about the connecting to people? It's about connecting to people, but it's also, you know, I feel very privileged that I can walk with spirit. 
I feel more, I feel happier with the dead than I do with the living. Really? Is it, is it difficult to turn that off? No, I'd be dead if I couldn't. How can, how if I wanted to be able to tune into that, how, how would I go about doing it? A very simple exercise, if you want to do it now. Is it, is it, it available is, to everyone? A, yeah, but I can show you a very simple exercise right now, mm. how you can do it. Okay. I want you to just relax, have a little shake. There's loads of story. I could go on and on and on over mm. 20 years as to what these little crystals have, have created. I gave a rose quartz heart to a lady who was looking desperately seeking love. That and one of our candles, our Reiki charged candles, I've got all the, the correct herbs and um, resins in them to attract love energy. Um, things like rose oil and jasmine. And hey ho, in a couple of weeks she'd met the love of her life and she's still with him. Yeah, because these, so these are the stories you hear. Yeah. And I know this is where skeptics jump on board. Of course they're going to. And they of say, course they will. there's absolutely no way. Yeah. But even if, in that moment of giving someone that stone, even if you'd given them a placebo stone, uh -huh. exact possibly. her mind would have switched towards yes. actively yeah. looking yeah. for a partner yeah. and would have found it. So in that moment, regardless of what the technology would be behind it, you have helped that person. Yes, exactly. You could say that. You could definitely say that. You could also say that because rose quartz holds the energy um, of the vibration at the so level of love vibration, that perhaps it enabled her to love herself enough to be able to draw in another person. And when you're ready, just come back into the room, into the chair, and open your eyes. Did you feel anything? I felt more conscious, I suppose. But did you physically feel anything? Did you feel hotter, colder? I felt kind? more open. Yeah. I felt bigger. That was that would be their calling card to you. Mm. If it's called sitting with uh, in the power, it develops eventually into a question and answer. If you try to do that at the same time every day, because they don't have clocks, but they're consistent. Mm. You know, they think, oh, Max is getting ready for to talk to us. Mm. And is it only people who I have had a connection with who I'm able no. to access? You're not access accessing people that you've had interaction with that have passed over. You're actually connecting with spirit, the spirit world. The first person that ever came to me was my mother. And I think that was because I trusted her. Are you Do still you able to talk to your mother now? Yeah. She's quite regularly quoted in readings. <laughs> She was, she, she wouldn't have said it, her religious beliefs wouldn't have allowed her, but she was quite psychic. My father was. Something happened to me that was in the papers, but I wasn't mentioned. And I walked into the house and my father said, that's you. I said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It was me. Someone attacked me. And he said, show me your jacket. But being devious, like I was when I was young, I bought a new jacket. So the torn jacket was in the bin. And I brought the jacket down and he looked at it and he said, I know it was you. And I didn't know why I was doing it, I just did. Mm. And I feel that was spirit. I feel that I was protected by spirit. Mm. When I was attacked, I feel I was protected by spirit. Mm. <clears throat> and that's what I mean about trust. Do you see what I mean? Mm. And I think that's a good note to end on. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope it helped. Yeah, lots to think about. <laughs> Aside from 
the people that you help when they come through these doors. You yeah. also do uh, tangible help locally in the community, is that right? We, we sell second-hand books that our, all our customers bring in and we sell them and the money goes to a wonderful charity called The Moon Bears um, and Animals Asia, um, which is run by a wonderful woman, Jill, um, who has set up uh, reservations and releases and um, saves beautiful bears that have been kept in cages all of their lives. And that's the reason they're called Moon Bears, because they've got a crescent moon on their chest. And the other love of ours is, is trying to do something in our, in our little way. I'm, I'm really um, thoughtful about is young people in this country, children specifically, being homeless on our city streets. Right. So um, we do, we, we, it's only a small amount, we sponsor one room at Centre Point for homeless children. And currently I'm trying to get stories out of all my customers, my yeah. shop friends, um, to put into the book that I was mentioning to, to help others. And any funds, I, if I can get that thing together, um, will go to Centre Point That's or amazing. other places where children are, are homeless. That's um, great. And probably to the moon bears. <laughs> All right, there you are. <laughs> you look positively spiritual, mate. White as a ghost. <laughs> Jokes. Um, Good. You happy? You all right? Yeah. Yeah? A lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, my head's a bit all over the place, but let's just get back. Yeah, and, uh, I'll tell you chat. what. I'm going to let you stay in your chilled, reikied state, <laughs> and uh, we'll have a nice little journey back now, Ooh. and we can chat about it when we get in. Lovely. Ah, home at last. Home sweet home. home your home, <laughs> not mine. Exactly. Although I feel very at home here. You can move in. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Why don't you describe my home? Start with, uh, start with the pool. <laughs> it's marble everywhere. All right, go. Destiny Rising. Okay, thoughts. I thought that Dana was lovely. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it was it was interesting to hear about her giving up a sort of normal job to open a shop. How exciting slash mental is that? And it came to her in a dream. Which I is love really, that. And, yeah. But it actually, like, actually... 20 years later, actually she still did living. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally speaking, I should not do what my dreams tell me. No, <laughs> no. Unless you 20 years in prison. Is that coming up for you? It didn't. It, no, prison didn't happen. All right. <laughs> so good. don't follow my dreams. Good. All right, there you are. Um, a sense I got from Dana and everyone else there in general is that they're kind of, they're there to, they're there to help people. Do some good. Yeah. Yeah. And people that come in, and she was saying about people that have problems, people at home, people... Have problems in their personal lives, they come and find some kind of solace from what yeah. they offer. It was like Which a gym is, yeah. or a spa, but just for your spirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. And so I thought that was positive. That was nice. Oh, I'm glad you thought that. I think if you if you need help and if you want to go and like find some kind of resolution mm. and that will help you, then it's all good. Eamon is an evidential medium. Yes. Which means that he uses like he he told he tells you. Exactly what he's connecting to, yeah. which is interesting. He's got a great voice. I could listen to him tell me anything. Yeah, he told even if he was like, "Don't ride in a car ever again. You will definitely die." On the drive home, I'd be thinking he had a lovely voice, <laughs> and in fact, I'd probably career off into oncoming traffic. Exactly. He know he knows he knows. <laughs> um, interestingly, he um, he hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him. Um, no, he he told me that I was. <laughs> He said that I was going to New York, mm. which I am at the time that he says. <laughs> what? Yeah. I love that. Does that blow your mind? Yeah, it does a little bit because yeah. he was so specific with it. That's odd. Unless he, he works he, for Virgin Atlantic. He's, yeah, he was like, I've seen he's booked. <laughs> yeah. I've booked you in, yeah. Uh, if I get an upgrade to business, Eamon, that would be <laughs> lovely. <laughs> 
But yeah, he did. He oh, that's knew, so. He got that, that spot on. He got that spot on. Oh, fair enough. Well, not that we're here to prove or disprove. As no, to... no, 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 no. But it was interesting because he was very specific about that, mm. and he did say it would be at this time of year. Fucking blind him. One nil. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> cool, but what else did he say, mate? What else did he say? I'm interested, because obviously I was downstairs. Yeah. You were up there. He um, said I should be careful of contracts that I, might, that I might be signing. Well, actually, I've just had a red room built in my house, and there was something <laughs> I was wanting you to sign later. Okay, well, I'm not going to. All right. Well, because I feel like you're missing out. He said that there will be a, a legal dispute, and I don't want to get into a legal dispute. You Mitch. definitely will be in a legal dispute after I've spanked you senseless. <laughs> uh, that's um, a Fifty Shades reference. If you didn't get it, then <laughs> that would have sounded like quite severe, in fact. And eye-opening as to our relationship. Yeah. Um, he said that... What else did he say? He said that I um, have mood swings. You do. Do I? You're a tyrant. Fuck you, Mitch. <laughs> Jokes. Um, See? <laughs> yeah, I. well, my sense of myself is that I'm quite stable. Basically, like You're the big Napoleonic, thing, mate. A little Napoleon. Mm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he said that there were two two aspects to my life. Work, yep. which was going really well. Yeah. I mean, he said that I'm going to win Oscar. I'm Oscars. Oscar. And he didn't say that. He said he did. He said that I'm going to have an Oscar and BAFTAs on my mantelpiece, but that I won't have anyone to share it with, which I think is a worthwhile sacrifice. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you can fuck off. I'll take it. <laughs> Everyone else can go. Well, uh, maybe he wasn't saying that that is definitely the case. Maybe he was saying like that would be the case. Like you could have all the great like victories, yeah. but at the expense of something else. So maybe would be, it was more yeah, there would be warning, mate. He said that I he likened me to a suffragette. What? Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. Like he said, I'm very passionate. A little Max Pankhurst. Exactly. <laughs> Good name. Yeah. <laughs> that could be your stage name when you win your Oscars. Exactly. Would you throw yourself under a king's horse? For you, mate, I would, yeah. That's nice. That wasn't <laughs> a suffragette movement. No. He said that my ship was about to come in, <laughs> which is interesting because I didn't know your I had ship a ship. ship full of Oscars. I've got loads of boat shoes. Didn't know I had a ship to go with it. It's good news. <laughs> there you are. Great stuff. Finally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And also I feel like there was quite a lot of kind of ship metaphors. Maybe it has to do with the beard. Sort of fisherman vibe. You do look like the fisherman's friend advert. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was getting from you. Mm. A, you a smell lone... a little bit of fish. Well, yeah. I mean, I perpetually smell a little bit of fish and <laughs> I'm lonely. Yeah. So and that's the other thing he said about um he said that as much my work life was going very well. Yeah. But it was my personal life and my relationships that it was terrible. Oh, do you want to talk about this? Well, I, I yeah, I suppose I have to because okay. I thought my personal life was quite good. Okay. And but, he's he basically said that um I struggle with relationships romantically and uh friendships. Oh. Um so I mean, do you struggle with me? Um <laughs> no. I don't know. I've been told you should never trust a man with a beard. Oh, I'm doomed. He also said that um, I struggle, um, well, that I've never had a relationship, which will come as a surprise to Guy, my boyfriend of seven years. Yeah, yeah. But, Although maybe, you know, maybe you and Guy need to have a sit down. Maybe you, yeah. you've not really been invested in it, mate. I, maybe Guy's thinking, I can't stand his mood swings. <laughs> his little suffragette. Maybe he's thinking, oh, I wish he'd let me out of this cupboard and let me meet people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tied up in a little red room sex. That's the contract. <laughs> That's the legal dispute. When Guy finally makes it out. He said that my heart was closed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make that sound. I don't know if it is. I don't know. I don't feel Maybe like it. Maybe he's is. talking about blocked arteries. 
It's, it's about cholesterol. Lay off the pipe. It's because I was stuffing a donut when in the, in the <laughs> you reading. You were stuffing a donut? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's euphemism or you're like baking. Not like that, mate. Uh, Fucking hell. Well, maybe that's the problem you're having in your relationship. It feels like going to have a tarot reading or going to have your fortune told or whatever is a form of, it's like a form of therapy. It makes you confront things about yourself that you didn't really think about. Whether they're hitting the nail on the head or not, yeah. it at least makes you think about yourself. Yeah. I think any time that you're sat with, you know, what essentially a stranger talking about yourself, that that is essentially therapy, right? Mm. The, the, one, the one thing from sitting down with Eamon that I'll take away is I think I need to sort of be mindful of the way I come across to people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm quite relaxed and kind of chilled. And that people might see that as a bit like, I don't really give a shit. A bit closed off. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't yeah. feel like I am inside. But if that that might be how I come across. You need mm. to be careful. Well, I don't know. Obviously, we're pals. So you, you forgive your friends a lot of stuff. But, mm. I mean, there's a reason that I don't take your places with any of my real friends. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. I did ask him whether um, connecting to spirit guides and connecting to the spirit world mm. was available for everyone. And he said it was. What? And so he... I, he well, you tried to take the man's job. <laughs> I Yeah, basically. I sh- like got all the cards up. That's I it. asked him to shuffle them. He was like, that's not how it works. This is not... The- oh, that's what he means about you. Got my, got my crystal ball there out. There you are. <laughs> you got your balls out. My crystal balls, yeah. yeah. That's what I call them. <laughs> and my Mystic Meg costume. Do you remember her? <laughs> I do. <laughs> anyway, um, and yeah, and he's, he, he took me through an exercise called sitting, sitting in the power. It was about connecting to a light inside me and sort of connecting to breathing and uh, with each sort of inhale and exhaling, the light getting bigger. Mm. Uh, and and he said eventually that that um, turns into a conversation. So you sort of... With con- the light? Yeah. Well, it's right. the, the light sort of connects to the spirit and then right. eventually if you practice at the same time every day, then the, the spirit world sort of knows that that's when you're available. Oh, okay. Like a little beacon. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like homing beacon for the, for for the, the dead. For the <laughs> dead guys out there. Yeah. Um, and then I met Darren. That's which right. Which was very different. Very sort of, he had quite a different energy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, we're respecting Darren's wishes to not publish the actual session itself. Yep. But I can uh, remember the highlights. Yes. Um, he knew that I'd had dogs Yes. And that they were in spirit. Yep. Which is interesting. I like that you say it, and it, they're in spirit. Like You're just part of that community now. That you use their, oh their lingo. Um, you talked about um, the number 11. Yep. Not quite sure what that is. No. Um, yeah, might, come, might come out later on. Mm. Mm. So again, you know, sort of, it was really interesting. There were, there were a lot of things which landed yep. and sort of... Made me think, oh, that's interesting. And some other things that didn't. But I suppose, like you were saying, it's, you know, all readings are different. Mm. And actually, it would be really interesting to go and have another one. Good. Good. So you, good feel, you, feel, you feel like you, you had a good, a good day out. Nice to get out. Uh, nice to get out of the house again. Yeah, yeah nice, yeah. To, get, nice lovely, to get out of the house. Yeah. Lovely. Um, also, you, had, you did have a little Reiki session in there, didn't you? I did. Obviously, we didn't share. We were not going to share any of that because... Silent. It was, it was <laughs> silent. Which was that lovely, though? It was. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. I like the, the you know, they kind of get the sensation that um, someone is touching you without touching you. Mm. <laughs> mm. Which I get that on the tube sometimes. 
So we should say a massive, massive thank you to Dana, Eamon and Darren, who were so generous. Yes, with their time and their efforts. Yeah, and um, thank you for opening up a sort of new perspective for me. Mm. And actually, I'd say get along to Destiny Rising if your curiosity is being It's a cool little place, isn't this, it? Because it's actually a really nice little gaff. Mm. Thank you, mate, for a lovely, lovely surprise. No, thank you for being so willing. So we both had a surprise each now. So yes. Ne- next week... Is exciting because it's the shared adventure. Yeah, episode. It pressure's off a little bit. Well, no, I mean it's not. <laughs> but I'm I'm very nervous about the event. But I am I, as I well. Feel like at least we're going into it with full knowledge. Exactly, and we'll have time to prepare. Mm. So I suppose you guys will have to tune in next week to find out what that is. Yes, I'm excited to have you back and to be back in your ear holes. Oh, my favourite place. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nestled snugly in your eardrum. Nice and warm in here. Ooh, Ooh. a little bit waxy, so maybe sort that out. It's got a couple out. of weeks now. Olbers oil. <laughs> Other ear things are available. <laughs> Fuck off, go home. <laughs> no, that's good. Why, why are you still listening? Just go away. <laughs> Turn us off. Turn us off. We're going to keep going until we hit the 45 minute mark and it's just going to stop. Yep, it's coming up right away. Go now. The Curious Adventures of Max and Mitch was created, recorded, and produced by Max Wilson and Mitchell Hunt, with artwork by Don Wilson, music by Bill Kassir, and voiceover by Daisy May. Find them on Twitter and Instagram at Max and Mitch, or search for them on Facebook, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Even more curious? Then why not drop them an email? The Curious Adventures of at gmail.com. 